Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Well, I want to add my voice to the cacophony of voices talking about the Reza Aslan, Lauren Green interview this past week. Oh my gosh, I imagine you've seen it. Uh, Lauren Green, who is a uh, pretty African-American host of a Fox show, largely the online show, and tends to be their religion uh, editor or interviewer, correspondent, uh, was interviewing Reza Aslan, who's a fairly well-known scholar on religious themes, public policy issues. He's an associate professor of creative writing at the University of California, Riverside, and has written some fairly well-known books. Those of us who pay attention to these theological trends know who he is. He's an Iranian-American, um, and he's a Muslim, uh, but very Christian-friendly, so to speak, for the most part. You know, he's got, uh, I think his wife is a Christian, his brother-in-law, I think, is an evangelical pastor. And uh, it, I got I to tell you, this week it's been hard to look away. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen this kind of train wreck on a, a, an interview show anywhere. It, it really was horrible. And yet, at the same time, America seems to be unable to look away. And I don't mean to laugh. I realize there's some real passion stirred by this thing. But, oh, my Lord, what a collision. Um, Lauren, he's, I should say that Reza Aslan has written a book called Zealot, The Life and Times of Jesus of Nazareth. And I, I should say right up front that it's fairly standard higher criticism of the Bible, meaning, you know, beginning in the 1800s, you began to have coming out of the German universities a thing called higher criticism. And essentially, uh, it treated scripture the way you would treat Shakespeare or any other human literature. You know, where did it come from? What narratives lived in the culture that caused the text to be written? What were the sources? What, how much did the context affect the writer? In other words, it treated the Bible as human literature rather than divine literature. And and I got to say that as much as it, you know, uh, sort of de-supernaturalized, de-revelationalized, how's that for making up a word, um, you know, the scriptures, in other words, treated it not as super anything supernatural or revealed. And of course, uh, as a, you know, Christians like myself would disagree with that, it did bring some insights. It, it, it added a few things, uh, even though we couldn't drink it in whole. It, you know, it helped us to maybe think through sources. You know, obviously Luke at the binge and Luke chapter one said he used sources. He did research in what he wrote. So it's not, it's not wrong to look for sources. It's not wrong to think in terms of narratives that might have been floating orally around the culture and so on. However, German higher criticism is absolutely Absolutely contrary to any Christian view of Scripture, meaning that, of course, it treats it just as human literature. So th- this is this is pretty much where Reza Aslan is. And, it, and the thing that's funny is it's not that big a surprise. I mean, he's written a book that uh, whatever his literary credentials, and he is a professor of creative writing, so he writes well. Um, he's just, you know, he says that Jesus, of course, he does not believe that Jesus was son of God, believes he was crucified more as a criminal or a rabble rouser. Um, you know, believes that, by the way, that he advocated violence, things like that, and doesn't believe any of the supernatural claims or miracles. This is, I'm not saying that I agree by far. Of course, I, I disagree with him totally, almost. Uh, but I, but certainly this is nothing new in higher criticism or liberal scholarship or anything of the kind. And I need to say that I know Lauren Green. She's not, she's not some bigot. Uh, you know, she's a musician, got a graduate degree in journalism. I mean, she's a smart, pretty tough African-American woman who's a a good journalist. But, oh my gosh, was this horrible. She started off by asking him, since he was a Muslim, why did he write a book on Jesus? Now, 
that's a fairly innocent question. You can take it as being bigoted. Um, and and I, I think that Lawrence certainly knows that Muslims believe that Jesus, uh, you know, actually existed. He was born of a virgin. He was a prophet. Uh, he's the, one of the series of prophets that Muslims consider Muhammad to be the seal of, the final of. And also, of course, they believe that Jesus did miracles. Now, they don't believe he was crucified. They believe somebody else was put in his place and then he reappeared from hiding. Um, but, but still, the idea that a Muslim scholar would write on uh, the, the nature of Jesus and his history is not that, not that outlandish. At the same time, asking the question is an opening question is not that strange either. And I have to say Reza Aslan you know, really worked himself into a bit of lather, even, even got himself to the point where he was citing how many degrees he had. And uh, he was, you know, I mean, at one point he actually said, I'm actually a quite well-known scholar, you know, I have to just say. I mean, I just have never seen an interview like it. And I've never seen a person go defensive and towards sort of the academic credentialism uh, as quickly as, as he did. At the same time, I have to say, Lauren stayed on this topic of him being a Muslim uh, rather than just talking to him as a scholar. So the, the thing was just a train wreck. The, the thing that, that struck me the most, and I've been watching uh, the responses, I've been watching the, you know, just the bricks being thrown back and forth and the, the, the spin. It's certainly one of the most retweeted, rewatched little bits of YouTube film uh, or Fox film, um, you know, uh, <laughs> circulating around the Internet today. What is sad to me is the ignorance. Uh, what is sad to me is the fact that we have a culture – in which people just are, are not very uh, – they're not very educated about religions. And, I, and I've made this point before. You, you can go through an advanced degree in America and never take, never take a class in world religions uh, at the lightest level. I mean in my view, you shouldn't get out of high school without at least having sort of a survey of world religions. Um, you know, so, you, so you're conversing on what's going on in the world. Well, whatever Lauren Green knew about Islam – um, she didn't learn much from Mr. Aslan. Uh, he didn't teach much. He didn't approach it as a teacher. He didn't answer that first question in sort of a, well, you know, it may sound strange to you that a Muslim is writing about Jesus, but let me tell you what Muslims believe and let me tell you about my scholarship. He took it as a personal affront and we never really learned much at all. And that's tragic because in America, we desperately need to learn what the major world religions teach. We've had Foreign policies, uh, you know, instituted, executed from the White House that were misguided because we didn't know the difference between Sunni and Shia. We've had real mistakes, even even in the Vietnam War, for example, because we did did not understand the basics of Buddhism. No understanding world religions is just essential to living in the world, to being effective. And all the more so now, uh, whether you're going to be in media or, you know, you're going to work in business, you're very likely to have a very multi-ethnic, multi-religious, you know, workforce or to work with people in that regard. You're just – to be gracious, to be educated, to understand cultural distinctions, you're going to have to understand it. And this is – this this to me is a symbol of people – uh, talking past each other. I think Mr. Aslan, uh, as educated as he is, and as uh, as you know, a, a good as a good representative of perhaps uh, higher criticism and um, you know the liberal the, the liberal approach to the, to scripture as he is, it just came with the arrogance and self defense. Didn't teach us anything. At the same time, if Lauren knew uh, much about the subject, she didn't portray it at least in this interview. Though I think she's a smart and well read woman. 
And it, it just was sort of typical of the American train wreck of religions, what we don't know. Why on 9-11, for example, uh, Sikhs were beaten because people assumed they were the followers of Osama bin Laden. I've made this point before. This, this interview, I have watched it repeatedly. It is, I do not mean to laugh in condescension. It just, it's like, I'm just thinking of the Seinfeld episode where one of the guys says, I just can't look away. And that's how I feel. It's just so bad on every front. But what it says, what it tells us is that we have got to learn about religions and we've got to be able to have a dialogue at a more sophisticated level than this. People need to st- need to stop being defensive. We need to stop being naive uh, about these things and be able to have a dialogue. What, the, the interview, after I watched it for the 92nd time or something, the thing that, it, that most struck me is how we need a television show in which religions are discussed, not as though all religions are equal. Nobody believes that. Mr. Islam does not believe that all religions are equal or he wouldn't be a Muslim, for example. And, and I don't believe that all religions are equal or I wouldn't be a Christian. But where we can still have an open dialogue, can still learn what people believe, what's at the basis of their politics or their medicine or their legal practice or their social outreach, and learn some things and uh, at least, if we completely disagree, be sharp in the dialogue, uh, loving in our treatment of each other, respectful, and go away better able to contend in this world for what we believe and live peacefully in this world by not being threatened by what others believe. Oh my gosh. I hope that this bit of film circulating on the internet tells us we've got work to do. Educators, leaders, people at every level. And I imagine I'll watch it another 92 times. I'll come to the same conclusion. We got to be better at this. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Search for God in Guinness, Lincoln's Battle with God, and Killing Jesus. You can learn more about Stephen at mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' and Rollin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.